The hymen is a thin piece of tissue that surrounds the opening of the vagina. In the Middle East, it occupies the mind of every little girl from the second she's told not to ride a bike. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of... Daring Hudson. Okay. You sound like an opera singer. Accents. From a very young age, women in the Middle East are discouraged from riding a bike, riding a horse, using a tampon, all for the sole sake of making sure that their hymen does not tear. Because guess what? When they get older, if their husband does not find that hymen intact, her husband might leave her or she will bring shame to her family. And in some cases, it could even cost her her life. Today we have um, a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack. Um, we have a lot of myths that needs to be busted and um, just a lot of uh, misconceptions that we need to talk about. So let's just get right to it. So first things first, let's talk about the hymen real quick. In some countries, such as Egypt and Sudan, girls have to undergo hymen checks to confirm a girl's virginity status. You're in the medical field. Can you determine a woman's virginity from simply just looking at the hymen? No, absolutely not. Uh, from what I know and based on my research, one, hymen is, it comes in different shapes and forms. Um, some women have it, some women are simply not born with it. So some have it, some don't. Mm -hmm. Not every woman has a hymen. Yeah. Two, contrary to the common belief, Hymens do not get torn like a piece of paper. It doesn't function like that. Instead, hymens have the tendency to stretch. Mm -hmm. And over time, it does wear down naturally or due to, you know, uh, sports-related activities or just activities in general. They don't have to be sexual. Um, it could be non-sexual activities. Um, so it, it really baffles me that people in Middle East or, or people in some Middle Eastern countries use these uh, as a method to check for virginity. I think it's fucking stupid and, and dumb. Not only is it stupid and dumb, okay. <laughs> not only is it stupid, but... Um, but also, it literally puts girls' lives at risk. In some places, girls are killed for not being a virgin, you know? Um, so these doctors who are supposed to be responsible for your health, they are actually putting girls' lives at risk. And, and not only that... Uh Think about what other issues it can cause to these girls. Um, I'm talking about the like the, the, the traumatic uh, psychological issues it can cause. 
Um, some women even undergo surgeries to repair their hymen. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. it's called... Um, like revergination? Revergination, yes. Yeah. Um, to repair their hymen, to give themselves this psychological comfort and, and healing, you know? Um, and then there are some women who are even forced by the parents to do a hymen repair procedure. Um, if they suspect that their daughters had any form of sexual experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they either do it themselves or their parents force mm-hmm. them to. I mean, just think about that. Um, you're putting your daughter to go through this painful and humiliating procedure just to meet the, the I don't know, societal expectations and the demands. You know, it's, it's, it's just fucking bullshit. Yeah. And... Just to explain a little bit about this uh, um, procedure, many women go through the reverginization procedure uh, to pretty much create something that resembles what an untouched hymen should look like, and it will even have some fake blood in it that would bleed when they would supposedly have sex for the first time. Um, blood is another thing that symbolizes purity uh, or virginity in countries such as some countries in the Middle East. Um, there's even this tradition in some places in the Middle East where on your wedding night, after you bleed, after you lose your virginity and you bleed and have sex for the first time, um, you're supposed to bleed on a white sheet. And then someone in the family is supposed to hang the sheet the next morning on the outside of the door to confirm the girl's virginity to the public. That is fucking nonsense. Um, Because any woman, if you think about it, any woman, whether they're virgins or non-virgins, they can bleed. Mm-hmm. Or not bleed during sex, right? Regardless of whether it's their first time having sex or it's their hundred time having sex. Right, right. And I was reading um, more about this, actually. Statistically, 50% of women, that's 50, half of the women, don't bleed during the first time having sex. Right, right. And so people to have known this fact, you know, and, and still um, make women be subject to such scrutiny and, and, and humiliation, uh, all based on a fucking myth, is just bullshit. It's mm-hmm. fucked up. See, like, when I was doing research about this topic, and we were trying to see if some of these myths are true or not, You know, whether the hymen, the bleeding, all of this stuff. And um, to me, I just kept thinking, like, so what if it is a myth? And so what if it's true? So what if you do bleed every the first time? So what if the hymen, that is how it works, you know? Because most of the blogs I read, read, they kept saying Mm. how this is because these myths are not true. We shouldn't worry about them. But to me, I'm thinking, so what if it's a myth? And so what if it's not? 
why should it be even anyone's business whether a woman is a virgin or not? These are very old barbaric cultural beliefs and we're basing all these myths and, 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 and uh, religious practices, whatever it might be, based on those, right? It's just a shame how our society punishes and uh, just degrades uh, degrades women in some, some of these countries. In some Middle Eastern countries, uh, they even have cases where women committed suicide or were killed or even disowned by their own families. Um, disowned by their communities simply because they were not proven virgins. Mm-hmm. Um, so what makes these cases even more like devastating, in my opinion, is finding out that some of these women were previously <laughs> like sexually assaulted or even raped by some of the men within their communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's- I actually know a girl who was raped in college while she was sleeping in her dorm in the Middle East. And her biggest family concern after it, guess what was it? Who will even marry her? You know, it wasn't about anything else. And I also know, um, it's, it's just like families over there just think this is going to bring shame to our name. What are people going to say? It's almost like that. Uh, it's like, you know, that Bridgerton show uh, where what show? the Bridgerton show, Bridgerton, mm-hmm. it's on Netflix and it talks about like women back in the days and all the traditions behind it. And honestly, even women nowadays in some countries live that, you know? And I also know another girl who was gang raped and then her own family killed her because they thought that she would be better off and it would be better for her family. Like, I just don't understand how is killing your own daughter better for the family name and when will middle eastern people understand that people's talk should not define you and it's just not worth it yeah it it fucking infuriates me when when i hear stories like that because you literally you're killing a member of your family just to meet your community's expectations you're killing your blood your daughter in this case, mm-hmm. in this day of age, I don't care what your religious belief is, your cultural belief is, your community belief is, you do not have the fucking right to go about ending somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not only that, I also think that governments should treat honor killings. And for those who don't know what honor killing is, it is when family members kill one of their own to keep the family's name. So I believe that anyone should, anyone who is ever involved in an honor killing or has known about it should go to jail and not just the person who's done it. But unfortunately, in the Middle East, 
um, a lot of honor killers are just out and about free as if they're actually doing a favor to society. And I'm just very against it. Yeah. Um, I think I read a story while I was doing a little bit of research on this. There was a recent story um, where a Egyptian man killed his own sister for for odd behavior, for doubting her behavior, something like that. Mm-hmm. He killed his sister because he was doubting her behavior. She could be like she could have been, you know, talking to a stranger, asking for directions. She could have had an extended conversations. These are odd behaviors according to Middle Eastern men who who practice these things. And 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 what happened to him? I think he was only sentenced to five years in fucking jail. Five years. Five years. Five years. Damn. You, know, you kill a dog in U.S., <laughs> you will get more sentence. Not kill, like you might just torture. I mean, not that that's okay, but you know. So yeah, I mean, apparently in Egypt, uh, this stuff is like very common. So, and it's mainly because these people are getting. They're getting away with these, you know. Uh, they're not getting reprimanded harshly enough. So, I think the judge in this case, um, obviously, he was sentenced to five years. But overall, I read that the judges give a lot of leniency to people to people like this. So right now we're talking about the most extreme scenarios, right? But let's go back to, you know, the scenario where women, whatever we mentioned earlier, where women go and get these high, they go to the extreme where they get their hymen repair surgeries to one, pretend that they're virgins, two, make society happy, three, they lie about who they are, and four, they almost have to become ashamed of doing what they wanted to do, you know? And they're doing all this to pretty much give the man an ego stroke, don't mm-hmm. you think? Yeah, Literally, totally. They're doing all this to boost the man's ego um, because they want him to know that he was the first person, at least that's what the man wants to know, that he's the first person that touched this woman. Mm-hmm. And he's the first person who penetrated this woman. Mm-hmm. That's the fucked up ideology and thinking that goes beyond it. And I mean, like, I think there is nothing wrong with saving yourself for, you know, someone special. And there's absolutely nothing with wrong with that. But, like, let's be realistic. Sometimes things might not work out. And that's okay. And that's where women in the Middle East get trapped. So this virginity label makes them think, okay, it's only given to one person and that's that. And that's a lot of pressure. And it makes women feel like they lost something when they have sex. Rather that, rather than that they have matured and grown into a new experience. Yeah, it's almost as if they see it as like a like gift where they have to like preserve it 
uh, and then later give it to their partner uh, during their honeymoon or, or wedding, whatever it is. That's how I see it. Let's try to talk and see if these beliefs apply to more liberal societies um, in the Middle East. I know you were raised in the more liberal part of Middle East. What do women there think of the hymen and virginity and what's your experience has been um, growing, growing up there? Yeah, so it's really important to, it's really important to point out that it's not clear cut across the board. It's not the same everywhere, you know? Uh, it really depends on where you grow up and what society you're in, how educated you are. And even in more liberal areas and societies in the Middle East, as we said, um, there is this pressure still on women. Um, and women are still taught to tiptoe their life around making sure that, you know, their hymen isn't messed up, you know. Um, but I will say, like, some women do have sex, except what they do is they end up doing anal sex, except wow. they end up doing anal sex instead of vaginal sex, because they still, even though... They are against waiting for sex. They're still willing to just do stuff just to make society happy. So they, mm-hmm. st- they still have this pressure to pretend to be a virgin. You Damn. know? That sucks because they're missing out on the front door. You know yeah, yeah. I mean... They have to change a lot of what is considered normal behavior to still fit society's expectations, you know? I know, and I I actually personally know, or I should say I knew girls who had to change or cut off their relationships with the guys that they were grown up with. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. because once these girls hit puberty level, um, now they were seen different in the eyes of society. That they couldn't be seen with these guys that they used to play in the park with. Now they have to change their ways and they have to be more conservative and they, sh- they cannot interact whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that happened to me even. When I, growing up in the Middle East, um, you know... You had to have an excuse to why you know a boy. You can't talk to them too long. You can't do it in public mm-hmm. because you don't want to be seen with them. Yeah. Uh, even if this boy is just, you know, someone you used to play in the park with, you know? And I think it's, it, it's you know, there's a little bit of fear and that's instilled in these girls fear along with, you know, uh, wrong teachings, you know, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately those standards or expectations, <laughs> those same standards or expectations don't apply to guys or men in the Middle East. Um, they can do whatever the fuck they want and 
sad to say, but I am an example, you know? Mm-hmm. That must be nice. <laughs> And that is another ex- re- yeah. that is another reason why I left because I just felt like you're just so suffocated and you're just so living your life to make other people happy. Everything you do, the most common thing, the most common saying is that what will people say? You grow up with mm-hmm. your parents telling you that over and over. And in my opinion, there is nothing more toxic than living your life worrying about what other people think. Right. Because guess what? They're going to think anyways. Now, do you think Middle Easterns that come to U.S. and experience the, the Western cultures, do you think their viewpoint on virginity changes when they come visit U.S.? Or they, do they still hold on to those conservative beliefs and... You know, the bullshits. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it definitely depends on the circumstances, right? Um, it depends how long you're here. Obviously, if you're just here for a visit, it's not going to change their mind. I think if you, let's say, move to the U.S. Mm-hmm. by yourself, without your family, you were here for a long time, you don't have a lot of pressure Uh, I think eventually you do change, you know, um, and I think eventually you do have this open-mindedness, but even if you do have this open-mindedness, your own society starts to kind of disown you. That's true. You know, so, <laughs> so you kind of have to pick, you either move to the U.S. and you still try to pretend like you're still living your life, let's say, on social media, um, to please society back home, mm-hmm. or you just live your true self and you should be willing, uh, you know in the back of your head that that would mean that you would potentially get disowned. Now that we are towards the end of the um, episode, do you have anything to add or subtract from what we just talked about? Um, I guess my main takeaway or my main thing to say is that we are not here today to tell you that you should have sex or that you shouldn't have sex. We are here to tell you that If you want to have sex, it shouldn't be anyone's business. And if you don't want to have sex, it also shouldn't be anyone's business. And your virginity shouldn't be something that the public knows about or anyone knows about unless you want them to. And that sex in general is just something to be celebrated and not something to be feared. And really, that's women, it's time for us as women to stop letting a man-led society control every single act that we do. Because I don't think people understand how much this small act of 
checking women for their virginity and so on, how much it really affects and controls women every single day and every single behavior. And I think that's it for me. What about you? Yeah, um, that's a good message. I don't know. I think my message is I believe that they should be more knowledgeable. They should be given more education about the human anatomy and sex. Because mm-hmm. that's a big component to this, to whatever we just talked about. And and you will be able to lift some of that, that burden and the pressure and the societal pressure, the community pressure, the family pressure. Uh, you can lift that from their shoulders. Uh, and and uh, that burden, it takes a toll. It, 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 it literally takes a toll, a psychological toll on these women. So I guess my message is to just educate yourself so you can lift some of that burden and contribute uh, for the better well-being of their physical and psychological state. Bam. Mm-hmm. That's it. Educate, yeah. educate, educate. Just we dare you. Today, we dare you to educate yourself about. Yes. And it's not sex. hard nowadays. Google. Everything. There's Google, there's YouTube, there's. Us. Uh, there's Audible, there's, there's our fucking accents. podcast. Tune into us.